the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. No more preseason, no more games that don't count, nothing else but actual NBA basketball. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network, part of the overtime media crew, and we are coming to you live from the Vivid Seat Studios. So the NBA Game 1, Night 1, starts Tuesday evening, and the Raptors are hosting the very first moments of NBA basketball with the ring and banner ceremonies. And we're going to break down the entire preview of the 2019-20 Toronto Raptors season. But joining me tonight, very special guest. See, the thing is, I remember back in 1998 when DX invaded WCW and tried to get into the building. Well, in a way, DX is invading this show tonight. It's like I got the three original members coming in on a tank trying to get in. Joining me tonight to discuss all things Raptors is the entire crew of That's a Rap podcast. We got Jason Long, Jay Rosales, and Andreas Babiolakis. Guys... What's going on? That theme song is so heavy. <laughs> oh, I'm already walking down to the ring. Are <laughs> you guys crash shopping? So <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I just, as long as I'm not Xbox, I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be Triple H, man. Just like spitting, <laughs> spitting all that water to people. It's so gross. That's okay. <laughs> It gives it's a nice yeah. refresher for people, right? Especially if they get too hot, you get nice, nice little mist shower. So. I'd rather I'd rather be sprued with like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin beer or something. Just not <laughs> triple H. Oh yeah, yeah. It's strange, man. Guy's uh, still massive at like age seventy-five. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> but oh, that, that completely such natural, a killer, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, thanks, thanks for the intro. Yo, we're we're excited. We're excited to be here. We're excited to get the season started. We're excited. That we got no more preseason basketball or offseason stuff to worry about. Let's just get the season rolling. That's what I'm saying, right? And I guess for you guys in particular and everybody listening, I guess the, the proper thing to say is Happy New Year, right? Happy happy yeah. 2019-20, right? Right, Happy New no, Year. Absolutely. And we have a and ring ceremony to look forward to, a banner raising to look forward to. Come on, man. It's a good and time I think to happy New Year. Happy New Year is the perfect thing to say because I think the three of you – just had Christmas a week ago with your draft, so it only makes sense <laughs> that New Year is a, is a week later. It's true. Adam, I think you picked before me, too. And each time, it was like, damn it, I should have caught Damn it, I should have taken him, too. Damn it. It might have been on the even, even rounds, because I was the last pick in the draft. So maybe in the oh, even, okay. even rounds, that happened. Right, right, right. The, the best right. part is, that technically plays into the New Year's resolution thing, because during a draft year, it's going to be like, Next year's resolution, don't sign this idiot. Why did I do that? Now my fantasy team's terrible. Like, why did I do that? Basically. But, I mean, like, at the same time, I mean, we got money on the line, so there's going to be a lot of waiver wires and trade transactions, I'm sure, because, you know, I'm glad I'm glad you guys were able to do it. Um, I know, Jay, you, you didn't have much interest, but uh, Dre and Jason, it's, it's great because what I found about, about fantasy basketball is that, unlike fantasy football, I know we talked about this offline, um, it's a lot friendlier, right? It, even though everyone wants to win, there's not. It's not so much as cutthroat as fantasy football is. No, you're I, absolutely right. And and I I do. I'm in a fantasy football league, 
I actually am in one fantasy basketball league, but that's more of a uh, a dynasty thing, right? Um, but with football, you're right. Like any trade that happens, like sometimes these things get vetoed and people are just cutthroat. With basketball, you're right. It's a little bit more cordial and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit more of a pleasant environment to play in. But yeah, football is hardcore and cutthroat and friendships are broken and uh yeah i don't do much uh other fantasies besides basketball but i'll tell you this and i know dre this is the first time you're doing fantasy basketball you notice that you're watching and paying more attention with people around the league not just the raptors or your favorite teams yeah, like right. for the life of me i would have been watching i would never watch bradley beal but because he may be on my fantasy team i'm gonna watch him mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna root for him but it's because i'm a degenerate gambler really. <laughs> it's the only reason why <laughs> There's a theme song, right? It fits in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of. Um, all right, so as mentioned, game one is this Tuesday. Game one of the NBA season live in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. You don't want to miss the ring ceremony. You don't want to miss the banner ceremony, as well as the Raptors' first real game in action as champs. You're going to miss it. No, you're not, because Vivid Seats has you covered. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats app. Check it out. To make things better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. And it's called the Vivid Seats Reward. So head on over to your favorite device, whether it's Apple, Android, doesn't matter. Head on over to the App Store and download the Vivid Seats app. That loyalty program I just told you about, you're automatically enrolled when you sign up. Simple, easy, right? Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and the games and the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. And we here at the South of the Six podcast are hooking you up. Check it out. First time customers using the Vivid Seats app get up to $100 off their first ticket purchase by using promo code OVERTIME. That's O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, OVERTIME, all one word, by using the Vivid Seats app. It's only good for your first-time purchase, but you can get up to 100 bucks off. You don't want to miss the, the action this Tuesday at the Scotiabank Arena. Download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code OVERTIME. We got a packed show for you. We'll be right back. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. So, Jay, you're going on Tuesday. Yes. And uh, I kind of wish I heard your Vivid Seats promo (laughs) a little bit earlier. (laughs) Because I got my seats through Vivid Seats and didn't have a promo code. So... More like livid seats now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But having said that, it doesn't really, you know, yes, I missed out. But at the same time, oh, my gosh, am I excited. I, I cannot, I'm not trying to rub it in anyone's face, but I kind of am. I am freaking excited <laughs> to be in that arena. You know, this is the funny thing. It's like, uh, you know, we've, we've all, everyone on this podcast right now, everyone who's listening, we have been Raptors fans since the beginning, since day one. And I remember making a pledge to myself that for a couple of things, Raptors and basketball related. First was, if Toronto ever hosted an All-Star game, I don't care how much it would cost me, I would go to All-Star Saturday. Mm -hmm. When it happened, 
My family happened to book a trip on a cruise, and I missed it. <laughs> then, I mean, that's a good excuse, though. It is. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? And then we get to the finals. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. But, of course, the prices go up, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I didn't actually go to any finals games. So that's it. I'm done with excuses. I'm paying. I don't care how much. I need to be in the building. I need to witness this ring ceremony. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm counting down the seconds to it because, and you know what? It's funny. I was on uh, CBC uh, News Network yesterday, and they asked, you know, preview the game. And all I said, I didn't even talk about the game. All I said was, anyone who has a ticket, get there early. Yeah. Like, this is not mm-hmm. something to be dilly-dallying and showing up as, you know, halfway through the first quarter. No. Game starts at 8. Everyone be in your seats at 7. You don't want to miss this. This is once in a lifetime. And that was it. I didn't even give it. I didn't even talk about the game. I didn't even talk about Zion. All I said was, "Get to your seats." Yeah, I think the best part is going to be. At least I hope that everyone's going to be their seats when we sing "O Canada." Because right. remember that time when they got like all the fans to sing "O Canada" like in game one or something yeah. or game three. I'm not too sure when it was, but that was straight goosebumps. And when you have in jam, uh, yeah, you are rubbing in the face. I am jealous as heck of you. <laughs> but when, when you're there, and I know you're going to be there, I know it's going to be life-changing, but man, like when you see that banner raise, when you hear Okanda, when you see those rings being passed out to everybody, oh God, that's going to be euphoric, man. It, like relish in that moment. I want every Raptor fan listening, watching on Tuesday with the, on your on your couch or on your phone or on your computer with your family. doesn't matter. I want you to like remember that moment, man. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, That's why I say this to anyone who's listening. Again, even if you're not in the building, 725 is when it starts. You know, get your popcorn ready, record it, whatever. Like record whatever, just get it, just watch. Make sure you are ready, clear your schedule, whatever you got to do. 725. So that's when the banner ceremony starts, 725? Yeah, that's when the ring and banner ceremony starts. All right, that's good to know. That's good to know because usually I put down my daughter at 7, and I was like, oh, man, I hope I don't miss anything. So if I put her down at 7, that gives me a solid 25 minutes to sort of get settled in onto my couch and... Because I think to, the game start like the game actually starts at eight. Eight o'clock. Everything, yeah. all yeah. the festivities start beforehand. Yeah. Yes. yes, exactly. So they can warm up before the actual game and not have a lull with the ceremony. That's true. That's yeah. true. Imagine Kyle Lowry getting there with his rings all sweaty and shit. <laughs> 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 My ring won't stay on. <sighs> well, we uh, you know, come Tuesday, this roster, if it's not already, it's pretty much going to be solidified. And, you know, we have the mainstays. We have Lowry. We have Ibaka. We have Gasol, Siakam, OG, Norm, Fred Van Vliet. And you can throw Boucher, Miller, McCaw into there. After that, it gets a little murky in terms of who's going to make the biggest impact or who's going to make the loudest noise. I know that Terrence Davis hype train has been very loud this preseason. So, uh, Jay, let's start with you. Um, First of all, of the of the members of the rosters that you know are pretty much guaranteed a spot, which ones are you most excited to see, and which ones do you think are surrounded by the biggest question marks? Well, for me, I think the uh, the biggest question mark is going to be Norm Powell, uh, and the reason I say that is because he's he's right now he's slotted in as a starting two guard, and he's basically filling in the role that Danny Green left behind, mm. and. If he plays anywhere near to the, the extent that he was post-All-Star break alongside Marc Gasol, he was hitting threes at a 40% clip. And that can be a huge boost to this offense, which, you know, again, with the departures of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, 
a lot of shooting has now left the team, right? So I, I think that he has the capability to do it. Um, you know, we've we've kind of been waiting. For, he's been kind of waiting for his turn, right? Every t- time he's had a chance to take a spot in the starting lineup, it's been taken over by someone else, right? So this is it. It's his for the taking. Um, I hope he takes advantage of it, and it's not just uh, continued question marks with him and, and inconsistency with him. Uh, I am very hopeful that this will be a breakthrough season for him. But again, yeah, that, that, I think that's more of the, the, the big question mark hanging over the team. Because on the flip side, the guy I'm most excited about, who is not a question mark for me, is OG Anunoby. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about him because we, we saw a bit of that on Friday. That preseason game, oh my gosh, hitting four triples, looking his shots looking very crisp. And we already know that He's got the defensive prowess to, not, to shut down even the best of offensive players one-on-one. So to see that shot and that stroke looking as good as it's ever looked and knowing that he'll have a full season of backdoor cuts and Gasol finding him or Lowry finding him, and also the fact that he is the uh, the fifth scoring option on the starting lineup. Like The, that, the pressure's not on him to be the leading scorer, right? True. He's yeah. not there to replace... Kawhi Leonard scoring, he's there to lift up the offense and fill in any gaps that Siakam leaves or when Powell misses. Like it's that's what that's what I'm excited about. And uh, I was excited that he had sideburns, but he did shave it. So <laughs> just a tad, but I'm still excited to see OG this year. I kind of agree with the Norman Powell part um, because I think that what this is like his fifth year, fourth or fifth year. So when Jay, when you said that. He's been waiting for his chance. I think we've all been kind of waiting for Norman Powell to like get that chance and prove his, uh, I guess, the contract that he signed and everything. We all remember that time when he basically came back and won that Milwaukee Bucks series for us. Yes. And now oh, we're just saying, okay. Which Milwaukee series are you talking about? Because that's, <laughs> that's not true. more than one. That's true, right? And but it's it's only been a couple of uh, a couple of times where we saw Norman Powell like prove it, like and and, and he's been kind of hot and cold. And now you see, I know it's preseason, but he's been definitely shooting that three quite consistently. And he has, if there is anybody who has a better or best opportunity to uh, get as much playing time uh, on this team, it's Norman Powell. So I'm really excited for him too. Yeah, actually, he's my most excited as well because. Let's be honest, he's not going to replace Kawhi Leonard 100%, but we know Storm and Norman, He, we know that he's taking in, in uh, um, Lowry's footsteps as being one of the most hungriest players on the team. The guy was still driven, even in the offseason, he looked serious. He looked like when everybody else is celebrating, he looked like he was ready for the next game. And it's like, dude, you know, it's the parade, you know, take a second. But he's so committed that... You know that every game, no matter if it's hot or cold, it's going to be with with heart. And he's going to try and prove not just each game, but why he should start each game. So that's yeah, pretty crazy to see. I'm excited to see him. And ironically, I question mark because I kind of feel like I've swapped positions with what you were saying, Jay, is OG Ananobi, where he's hmm. looking really good in the preseason. But I'd like to see... like. Not even just the season, but even afterwards with the postseason, what this guy's going to be like. And I remember when OG was on everybody's lips. OG, OG, OG. Oh, yeah, we also got the Siakam kid. Look at it now. Siakam's basically 
the the figurehead of our team, especially after that extension. So OG was supposed to be the guy that was this blossoming flower that became the next big thing in Toronto. Well, that's the big question mark. Is he going to be the solid fifth option? Or are we going to be blessed with that piece that everybody predicted and we're going to be a monstrous team that we just didn't even know and we didn't see any signs of it because he was injured for the postseason last year. So what's that going to be like? I mean, it's, it's a question mark for sure because he's either going to be quite good or he's going to be low. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I yeah. like that for sure. It's um for me, I, I think Norman Powell is definitely the one that I'm going to be focusing on the most only because, you know, it, it's been so hot and cold. And uh, Jason, you, you touched on it when you said the Milwaukee season, you know, or series rather, you know, uh, the one with DeMar in the postseason. Um, he sort of lit it up there and we were like, all right, we're worried about what's going to happen to restricted free agency. And then he got that contract extension and we're like, all right, Norman Powell has arrived. Like we have a strong uh, number two option here. Let's just go for it. And he sort of tailed off, right? And it, it's taken him quite a while to relieve the pressure off of him and to mm. be, like, more of a role player. I'm not saying that he can't be more than that, but I'm just saying he needs to sort of establish his footing a little bit more. And now that the opportunity is right there for him to take, I'm excited to see what he can do because I do think he's going to be the number two on this team to start, right? He'll be the the starting shooting guard, but... It wouldn't surprise me if he does have these mental errors or he's, you know, lackadaisical in his finishes towards the rim or his um his dribbling is a little awkward or messy. It wouldn't surprise me if Nurse made the quick switch to Fred Van Vliet like soon mm-hmm. and have him be the number two option. Like it, it, mm. I don't know. I think the leash is kind of short with him just as a starting role. I'm not saying his minutes are gonna get severely cut, but it wouldn't surprise me if the leash is short. See, really? speaking about speaking about Fred Van Vliet, though, that to me is the biggest question mark. Um, I know I talked about this before, uh, but I I, I want to know what Fred Van Vliet is going to do this year, particularly because he's going to be a free agent next year, and also how Lowry uh, signed that uh, extension too. So, right. is Fred Van Vliet going to play that second point guard role again, or is he going to want to try to snatch that starting position that he's clearly said he wants? And I know that him and Kyle play kind of, you know, side by side most of the time, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a question mark at the end of the day, because I want to know, does he want to be that starter? Is he, is he going to prove it on another team? Um, you know, another team that, that needs a point guard right now to be that starting point guard? Uh, because I don't know, like he just, Kyle Lowry just signed an extension and I, I want to know if Fred Van Vliet is going to continue to play that second tier role. Yeah, and you know what? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. I mean, because with with Fred, the other thing that doesn't get talked about a whole lot with him is he's also gonna be an, uh, a free agent next summer. All we've been talking about is Lowry and Ibaka and Gasol, and are they gonna resign? What's gonna happen? But so is Fred VanVleet. So mm-hmm. he signed that two-year extension last summer, right? And that was the big signing before Kawhi got traded over. But that kind of gets lost in the weeds here, right? So you know, if he's going to be the the quote-unquote point guard of our future, you're right. Like, he does have to kind of prove it. And I do agree that he will be um, possibly put into the starting lineup. I think it's going to be pretty fluid with Nick Nurse. Um, last year he did that with Ibaka and JV. And this year I, I see the same between Norm and Fred Van Vliet. And I think, if anything, it, it'll be mostly positive because it'll 
kind of keep them both on edge and want that starting position and want to stay in the starting rotation, right? We know how things are going to end. If, it, if they're closing lineup, Fred Van Lee's going to be in there alongside Kyle Lowry. We know that. But the starting position is still up for grabs, and uh, I, I think, you know, if, if Fred plays up to his potential, partially what, what Jay was saying in terms of, you know, wanting to earn and show that he deserves to be a starter and lead this team in the future, then absolutely it's there for the taking for him. And then reversely, is Kyle Lowry going to want to step back too? Because outside of Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, we are really, really shorthanded when it comes to backup point guards. Just those two and that's it. So what else, if once these guys, if one of them goes down or one of them doesn't want to play after the other, then we're kind of screwed. So there's a lot of questions there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that you could have Terrence Davis be this de facto uh, point guard in the absence of Fred Van Vliet and or Kyle Lowry. That doesn't make me super comfortable, especially like I know, like I said, that the Davis hype train is strong, but I just need to see it a little bit more, especially in the regular season. Um, so your options at starting point guard are limited and it is interesting because I don't know, you see Fred have this attitude of wanting to prove it, right? You see Fred having the attitude of, I, I came into this organization undrafted and I ended up being an NBA champion. And that's like pretty rare. Like I'd love to see mm -hmm. those kind of stories, but at the same time, the camaraderie within this group is pretty robust and it wouldn't surprise me if he's like for the sake of the team i don't mind taking that bench role just for the time being um but when which the time comes said, I'm sorry? yeah yeah which he it, just said that before yeah 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 and you know like but at the, when the time comes maybe in free agency if he's like look man i i'm willing to stay with you guys you know saying this to messiah i'm willing to stay with you guys but i kind of need more of a of a, of a larger role. I'm not going to want to come off the bench. Like I could probably be a starting point guard for, I don't know, 10 or 12 other teams. And that's not even hyperbole. Like I believe mm -hmm. the market will be strong for him, especially because next year's free agent class is pretty weak. So you figure he'll probably in, be in for a pretty big payday. Yeah. yeah. After that championship run, absolutely. His market value has gone up. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy was the only other finals MVP vote getter outside of Kawhi Leonard. Fred Van Vliet. So, yeah, yeah, his market value was skyrocketed. Yeah, and, and also talking about the camaraderie, too. So if you're looking at, like, who's left on this team uh, from, like, you know, the, the good old years, I guess, you got Kyle, you got Serge, and you got Norm. But let's say Kyle, Mark, and Serge, all of them were going to be free agents, or I guess Kyle will be extension. But th that's kind of like the, the older crew, right? The older uh uh, I guess lineup and then we have Fred Van Vliet. He's kind of grown with this team with Siakam with OG um, with uh, I guess those three with I guess with also with Norman Powell and Norm, yeah. if for, yeah for for him he's he's probably going to want to continue with this team like someone he was comfortable with so when when this time comes I think that he would want to kind of be a championship with this team that he's kind of grown up with, you know what I mean? So maybe by the time comes when everyone else is off the books, maybe it would be time for, for Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would just like to see this, this unit stick together as much as possible. Like, moving forward like i know gasol and abaka you're probably going to see them on their way out if they last the entire season without getting traded they're probably going to move on to different organizations next year um maybe surge stays because the ties with messiah are pretty strong but gasol it wouldn't surprise me if he moved on um 
But uh, someone that has been catching my eye, I'm surprised no one's uh, mentioned him, uh, Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher has looked pretty good, and if he only put on like 10 pounds of muscle, I would be like, this this kid's going to be legit. But I, I've liked what I'm seeing. He looks a little bit more aggressive with the minutes that he's been given in preseason compared to last year. I think Boucher might be be something worth watching. I, I just like his haircut, him. to be honest. Part of those like 10 pounds he can gain in hair alone. But yeah, I think that he's uh, he's shown some very good promise in the preseason. He's not just out there to, to jack up threes, which is kind of odd for, for someone his size, but he's, he's showing a little bit of versatility and a little bit of a, like, specifically when you mentioned Terrence Davis, they look to have a bit of a chemistry there. So yeah. uh, I was very, very happy to see how he was doing. And another vote of confidence for him was he did make the roster. You know, we, we we're going to assume that, you know, Mark Stahl's not getting any younger. He's probably going to move on at some point, whether it's this year, next year, whatever. He's just, the decline is going to start to happen if it hasn't already. And with Serge Ibaka, you're right. He may get traded. We're not sure. So the, I think it's almost an identical match to Fred Van Vliet in terms of, okay, well, they, this is kind of a prove year for both of them, right? And if they are going to be in on this team for the long haul uh, and playing alongside whichever superstar we get in 20, 2021 who hails from Greece, then, yeah, <laughs> I think that this is the time to, to prove it. And, and Chris Boucher looked great so far in the preseason. Are we confident in saying, and this makes me sad to say, but in terms of who we've been watching, who had a lot of hype coming in, like I said, Davis has sort of taken that train over. Are we confident in saying that the Matt Thomas hype has been a little overblown? And I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty of spreading that hype as well. Are we are we at that point where Matt Thomas might not be as big of a difference maker as we anticipated? But he hasn't been playing though, man. He hasn't really had those minutes that when he plays, it's true. He doesn't he doesn't show off that range that much that we expected him to. Uh, I've obviously wanted him to, you know, shoot seven threes in uh, at one time. But but the thing is, that he doesn't have the playing time. He hasn't had the chance yet. And when he does have the chance, he's showing Nick Nurse different things than ju- than just being a sharpshooter. Like he's been running the offense a couple of times. He's been giving uh, cut, uh, being like a slasher. And he's also been moving without the ball a lot, which I've liked instead of just being like that shoot first and think later kind of right. kind of player. So I, yeah. I think it, it comes with time. Um, he's going to prove that he's... He, that he's going to be that Cal Corver, that he's going to be that JJ Red, that he's going to move around and he's going to exhaust players to a point where they're just going to be like, screw it, shoot whatever you want. I think it's going to, again, just, you know, just take some time. Matt, Matt Thomas, or yeah, Matt Thomas is going to be a pretty, pretty big player. I, yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah, I think that a lot of that pressure came from us wanting to replace pieces like Danny Green, yeah. who was like, I believe, second highest in percentage last year from, from behind the three point line he's gone he's a laker now and you know it's a big gap to fill so when we get this this prodigy coming you know from the euro league you know of course let's let's get the guy that can jack up threes because we're missing that piece now but yeah you're absolutely right jason i think you know it's just the preseason um we're still figuring out positions roles i think once the role has been solidified maybe midway in the season maybe further down the road It'll be more of a comfort thing. I'm just going to wait on him. I'm sure it's going to be fine. 
And if you look I, at our like roster down too, there's not really one player who's known to be a, a three-point shooter. Like Lowry and Fred, they can jack up some threes, but Matt Thomas is known to be a three-point shooter. And with yeah. that alone, it's going to open up a lot of space for everybody else. For like RHJ or Stanley Johnson, who are good slashers, you throw in Matt Thomas there, the lanes are going to be wide open because he can hit those threes, man. Right. And let's also remember that the Raptors play in the East, which means there's a lot of crappy teams. Which means <laughs> yep. are going to be blowing out a lot of crappy teams, which also means lots of playing time for Matt Thomas. So I think in those types of games when it's like, you know, we're up by 30 and time to rest the guys, he's going to get a lot of his minutes in the fourth quarter in a blowout, and then he'll hit like three triples one night, and the hype train will get all go all crazy again. So I think that's what we're going to see from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dre, yeah. I think you nailed it when you said – that um you know that we want to replace pieces right because we uh, even though it was not that long ago we're so attached to this championship run right we're so attached to this team and the, the elements that made up this team and we're looking for the next person to be what was lost right so in other words with some fans i'm not saying anybody here but some fans are like oh so siakam's going to be the new Kawhi. not quite you know like it's, it's not going to be that much of a leap oh matt thomas is going to be the new danny green not quite i'm not sure he's going to get the the minutes nor the touches to be the danny green you kind of got to earn it so when, it, when in that standpoint i'm not sure that we're going to see it right away but it wouldn't shock me if come the middle of the season, if, you know, as as Jay mentioned, there's a blowout at the end of the game and he's filling up some garbage minutes and he nails a couple of trays. Maybe Nick Nurse gets a little little sparkle in his eye and says, you know what, maybe I can utilize him in, in high-pressure situations where we need a bucket. And, you know, then it goes off. Like, that train gets the, the, the coals in there to fuel and he goes off. You just never know. Um, but otherwise, is there any other players that you guys uh, want to talk about in terms of someone that you're, you know, ex- that you think will exceed expectations or not even meet them? As long as we all agree to disagree on Cameron Payne, yeah, <laughs> he's mean... gone. He's gone. <laughs> hey, we're, we're yeah. Raptors here. We're only talking about he's not a yeah. Raptor no more. He's gone. That's true. He's long That's gone. That's true. But uh, I, you know, just for old time's sake, because like, it felt good. You know, it was the one thing we were all certain about. Um, but otherwise, no, I don't know. I'm excited. What do you guys think? I think Terrence Pat. Davis, Davis, Terrence, Terrence, Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Yes. Terrence <laughs> the hype train, man. The hype train is real. Choo choo. Have we, have we come up with a Terrence Davis uh, hive name yet? I, uh, yeah, T train? I, like, I feel like that's lacking right now. Should T-train. we start one, maybe? T train. T train? Yeah, I don't know. T-train? Wait, what? What do we just call it? What about T mm, T rain instead of just train? I don't know. Uh. All right. Well, we'll think about. We'll think about. That's that's, that's, that's got to be something that we come up with because, like, you know, you know, the hive was good for JV. It, yeah. For some reason, it just rolled off the tongue, but it's got to be something else. Maybe it is like TD train or something like that. But T bone. Just call him T bone. What the other thing is like he's if he goes. Like, I know it's a preseason game, but Friday it was pretty glaring to me that, you know, Nurse played an eight-man rotation for three and almost three full quarters, and Terrence Davis was in that eight-man rotation. We didn't see Stanley Johnson or Ronda Hell. I know Ronda Hell Jefferson was injured, but we didn't see the quote-unquote bigger acquisition. Terrence Davis has already worked his way up into that point in this rotation. That's a huge sign for his future and and you know to the point you guys are making earlier about him being a possible third point guard 
Yes, and and he's he's earned that right. He's earned the right to be you know possibly a, a third point guard. But I also think that that the ball handler role is really just to bring it up the court. Once it's up the court, you can have Mark Gasol running point because he's such a great passer. <laughs> you can have Pascal running the point because he's a great slasher and knows what to do with the ball. So I'm not too concerned about finding a third point guard. But yeah, you're right. Terrence Davis can fill that role even in in a few spot minutes. But yeah, I love Terrence Davis. I hope that this uh, hype train doesn't get overblown like the uh, uh, little bit of like I don't want to end up like how Matt Thomas is not saying that he's not hyped, but it's like it's kind of died down a bit. I want this Terrence Davis train or whatever you want to call it keep going all season long. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Uh, TD Bank. Ooh. Oh. Right. Oh, I like wow. it. There you go. TD Bank. Yeah. But can you say that in the Scotiabank Arena? That's uh, true. That's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, contracts and stuff. Yeah, I know Even all if about they said, it. like, TD is money in the bank, it's still not. You can't with Scotiabank there, right? It's too long. And, to, you know. And can we just keep it with ACC? Then all of it would be resolved. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if not, T-Bone's still up for grabs. Doing this <laughs> T-Bone. I mean, T-Bone's by default, always- yeah. It's up to it's up for grabs, yeah. <laughs> It's perfect. T-Boat Costanza. <laughs> All right. Um, we talked about gambling at the top of the show. Let's just continue the theme. We've partnered up with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is your place for your pregame, in-game, and season-long betting. Check it out. Right now, MyBookie has got the Raptors' season win total at 46.5. You think they're going to win more than 46.5 games? Throw down a couple of bucks at MyBookie.ag and let them know. They also have them at a plus 600 odds to repeat for the championship. You think they have a good chance to repeat? What are you waiting for? Throw down a couple of bucks at mybookie.ag and let them know. We've teamed up with them to give you this great offer. If you head on over to mybookie.ag and sign up by using promo code OVERTIME, that's O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, they're going to match your first deposit. You put down 15 bucks, now you got 30 in your account by using promo code OVERTIME. Go to mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid with mybookie. Hang tight. We're going to be right back. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, so there's been a lot of talk about the players. We've pretty much dissected a good portion of the roster. Anytime a new season approaches, that seems to be the focus. However, not a lot of focus is ever really on the coach, right? And Nick Nurse being a rookie coach last year, he had a very, very strong lineup. He had Kawhi Leonard the finals MVP on his team to sort of steer the ship and, you know, make these clutch baskets, the bounce, 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 bounce bucket. It's, I don't want to say it was easy for Nick nurse, but he had a very strong team this year. It's different this year. I feel like the pressure is on Nick nurse a little bit more because there's more of a quote unquote, prove it factor specifically as a returning champions. So Jason, let's get your take. What is your expectations for Nick nurse walking into the season? in comparison to last year. Okay. Okay. So I, I got to get something off my chest, all right? Sure. So in my opinion, last year, Nurse 100% should have gotten so much more love for Coach of the Year. Okay. From the from the voting results, he only got two, just two third-place votes. And I'm sorry, wow. Steve Clifford, Orlando, David Yeager, Kings, you kept your teams relevant, but for a head coach in his first year, Nurse took a good team and made it a great team. I use this example a lot. 
So in the movie Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, okay? Great movie. She gives, I don't know, yeah, great movie. She <laughs> gives all of her students a class full of, like, troubled kids. They, she gives all of them A plus to start the year. And she said that if it, it doesn't matter what you get at the beginning, it's how you keep it. So Nurse got an A plus team at the start, and she, he finished with the same grade. So I think, long story short, I expect the same coaching style, and I expect him to be a really good coach this year. He has so many young players who have a lot to prove, uh, and they can start this in this league, but you have to give them a chance. And you've seen Nurse kind of play around with his lineups a lot. And I feel like um, the Raptors have one of the best development system in the league, and players like Boucher, we talked about it, uh, uh, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Stanley Johnson, they all have, uh, they will all have a fair share playing time this year, and I feel like one of these guys are going to flourish in those opportunities, and that's going to be because that's going to be because of Nick Nurse. Uh, if we become, let's say, let's get 50 wins, 52 wins, let's say we go to the conference finals. Okay, hypothetically speaking, we even win. Who knows? He has to get some sort of coach of the year um, thought. Because, because again, last year, yes, you got Kawhi Leonard, uh, but in order to get him to uh, play w- within your system, being a first-year head coach, and I know he hasn't—he's coached uh, for almost you know half of his life—but to be a first-year head coach in the NBA, it's a different story, and you're you're playing and you're coaching men uh, amongst boys. So I feel like. Last year, he didn't get the credit where credit was due. And this year, he's kind of playing with house money. I feel like he should play within what he's used to. And that alone is going to help this Raptors team get up at least at least top five in the East. At least. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting because, as you said, Jason, last year, you know, we had big pieces like Kawhi and whatever. This is definitely not going to be the Tyron Lu route where people are like, oh, yeah, he's a great coach. And then they saw what he was like dealing with the J.R. Smith situation and the timeout. And they're like, wow, this guy's actually garbage. Or when <laughs> LeBron James left, oh, wow, this guy actually doesn't know anything. It's not going to be like that at all. And we could already get a sense of that because of how he's already dealt with the offseason. You know, the guys just won a championship. We're ready to make our our North American tour there and back again of our championship season. Like, you know, we're Aerosmith or something, but you know what, how does he spend it by basically saying, look, some of these players aren't cut out to be starters where they have to train better to get onto the lineup. You know, he's already talking business. So, you know, when a lot of people poke fun at Nick nurse for using juvenile setups, like high school plays, I see that more as bold because who in the mm-hmm. NBA is has enough gall to do that, you know? True. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, some people may think he's limited. I think it's a complete opposite. He's got so much and so much to not to prove. Cause I feel like he's confident enough to pull off, you know, a box in one, but to, to offer to a team and basically say, you know what? I think this is going to work. I don't care what anyone thinks. So to see that without a, without, you know, even a Danny Green, you're still an important piece. It's going to be exciting. I think, as you said, Jason, if things go well, he better be in the conversation for coach of the year, because this will prove that it's not even uh, a by luck kind of ordeal that happened last year. This was pure strategy. And that comes from, Nick Nurse, who did a lot of risky takes that we were missing with Dwayne Casey. So, yeah, absolutely. I th- I'm excited to see what Nurse does. Man, the first picture that's going to go up with Nick Nurse with the ring, it's not going to be Nick Nurse. 
It's going to be his guitar. He's going <laughs> to put the ring on like a guitar string, and it, that's going to be his start of like his Instagram career. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful. And the Arkells are going to come out for the opening ceremony. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yo, he, they should. They should totally play O Canada in the beginning this year. That, that'd be amazing. He has his own SoundCloud and stuff moving forward. Just... <laughs> this time it's Dick Nurse featuring the Arkells and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's that dude at the party that you're like, hey man, what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, recording my album, my acoustic yeah, album. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah that's here's cool, my man. mixtape, man. Yeah. Oh, cool. I can't wait to hear it. You know, but I'm like, spend my music or fire. Check it out. Um, you know, when it comes to, to Nurse, what I have been noticing that I, I thought was pretty cool is this no bullshit kind of mentality walking in, right? He's not afraid to talk about the flaws of the team. He's not walking in satisfied, right? And I feel like a lot of times players and or coaches after winning a championship, there's this championship high, the hangover, and they sort of walk in like, no big deal, been here before, don't even need this shit anymore. But he's sort of like, no, we need to get our, everything together. We need to be stronger. We need to be, you know, almost flawless in how we execute on the floor, and I'm just not seeing it. And I love it. I love the transparency. I love the pretty much under the radar calling out specific players in post-game scrums. I love it. I, I really think that when it comes to how he's carrying himself as a head coach, especially a team that just came off a championship run, I don't know how much more you can ask for from a coach. I think everything he's doing up until this point, I know it's just been preseason, I've been seeing nothing but good things from Nurse. But do you think that he's saying it to his players or do you just do you think that he's just saying it in front of the camera and then waiting for his players to react? It wouldn't surprise me if his players already knew it. Right. And this sort mm. of reinforces it. So it, it's sort of like, hey, I need you, uh, to, you know, before he got booted off. Hey, Cam, I need you to to play better. You're just not showing me enough. You're just not showing me enough. Who knows how many times he said that before the scrums? Right. And then you have the scrum and it's sort of like, oh, damn, this guy's for real. Right. And it's sort of too little too late there. So I think it's a, an aspect right. of both. I think it's, you know, you can use it as a motivator, but I also think from what little I know about Nick Nurse in terms of what I've seen on the television, he seems like mm -hmm. a pretty open and transparent guy. It wouldn't surprise me if that is legitimately how he felt in that moment. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And I, I like that transparency too. But then you also have to understand your players because you just got a note from the Miami Heat. Spo is one of the best freaking coaches in the league. Oh, well, and then now, question. right? And then now you have this news about Dion Waiters getting into a fighting or I guess like a, a fighting match with, with the coach. And because they, he thinks that Tyler Hero should be playing more minutes than Dion Waiters. And someone like, I don't know, let's say you get that news at, at, and uh, Coach Nurse is saying that to Ibaka or, or Fred Van Vliet. Mm -hmm. Someone like those guys are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I do have to play a little bit harder. But then you get Dion Waiters who is going to go on Instagram and be like, yeah, yeah okay, Tyler Hero, let's be real. So I, I hope that Nurse knows his players well enough to, to go also on camera and saying these guys aren't playing hard enough because it could backfire, you know what I mean? Right. I think that you guys all hit it on the head in terms of, yeah, you know, he does actually know his players because, again, you guys talked about how uh, he was able to have the balls to pull out the box hand one in the NBA Finals. You know why he did that? He didn't do that because he was just experimenting with something new or that because Curry was necessarily killing us. He did it because he knows his players. He right. knows the strength that they mm -hmm. have. He, 
He knows what he can do with the guys he's got. And I believe he said this previously um, that when he was comparing what it's like to coach in the NBA versus in Europe or uh, somewhere in some small city in the U.S., it's like it's all the same. It's just the caliber of the players you're working with is different. And, and actually, before I continue with this, I got to backtrack a bit. And I got to say, I'm a little bitter at Jason because that <laughs> Dangerous right. Minds analogy was amazing. And I've never seen <laughs> it before. You didn't even save that for our podcast. <laughs> I was saving it for this one, man. I was saving it. Analogy. Oh, I thank um, you. Thank you, sir. But, but we only save the best for you, Adam. All right. Yes, but thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think another good point that you guys made was that um, he has the capability here to be uh, a coach of the year candidate. I think we've found that in, in previous years, uh, some of these awards are, are retroactively given, right? Yeah. Um, and especially now that he has a championship uh, in his on his resume, I think you're going to even see some some – you know, especially if the Raptors get off to a fairly hot start or if they finish the season slightly higher than people projected, then, yeah, he's going to get a lot of Coach of the Year buzz, uh, which is kind of a shame because it's like you really should be just judged on the season that you just played. But having said that, I think that, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be, uh, I think, a front runner this year. Um, and I, I fully trust him. Going back to the original question, Adam, um, I do think that the um, – expectations are a lot higher for him but at the same time all he's done throughout his career is show that he can i'm sorry i'm in my car right now and there's like okay. a train honking uh, <laughs> they're that's honking Terrence at you because... it's the hype train yeah that's Terrence <laughs> you, brought it, you brought it <laughs> but i think that the expectations are are definitely higher for him Okay, fine, Terrence, fine. Uh, so, all right. We get it. We know. Uh, Number zero. Cool. <laughs> but but the, the I think he's shown already, no matter what level he's been coaching at, is that he has the capability to live up to those expectations. So uh agree with all of you there. I think, you know, he's, he's going to show it this year. And, um, you know, again, we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but, you know, how the Raptors have performed last year without Kawhi Leonard, I think is um, – an indictment on how good of a coach he is and uh, foreshadowing for what to expect this season. Let me, um, let me piggyback off that Jay real quick. Cause I, I think while you were talking about that, it kind of called into attention, like the expectations of the season. And a lot of this is focused on the regular season, right? So I, I don't know if that's what you meant by retroactively, but when it comes to playoff performances, I do think there is a case to be made about like how coaches perform because, you know, the stakes are so high, pressure's up, and we saw it last year with the box and one. It was sort of like out of left field, but it was effective. Do you think a first and or well, it can't be and or. Do you think a first or second round knockout for the Raptors will hinder his chances of becoming coach of the year? Because it just seems like. It's possible, right? You, you see teams like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, even Indiana that are pretty strong. They're they're kind of intimidating walking in. Anything can happen. I know that. But do you think like a, a failure, quote-unquote, in the postseason will hinder his chances of being coach of the year? Not if it didn't affect Doc Rivers being nominated. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of – and Jay, you, you hit it on the head when he said that a lot of these uh, – when it comes to coach of the year – Often it's retro, it's it's like a retrospect. Like, like 
after the fact where it's like, oh, let's let's think about this guy after the fact, especially if it's a newcomer of some sort. Usually it's like a legacy thing. Like, uh, I'm excited for the Clippers this year. But last year, I know they lost a lot of pieces and stuff. But Doc Rivers is a legend. But, like, last year, really, he was one of the three to pick from? Okay. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't think that should hinder it at all. Um, if he's strong enough to be even considered... I, and he's part of the three, which, uh, when does that get revealed again? It's, it's before the playoffs are finished, like long yes. before that. So yeah. he, that probably won't affect his chances at all. I think if he was going to win it and we still get knocked out, he's still going to win it because of the season and get all these votes or whatever. I don't think it's going to hinder it that no. much. If he wasn't going to win, he's not going to win, you know? Yeah. The votes happen right after the season ends, but they don't get yeah. revealed until after the playoffs. So. Exactly. So. so, so if we get knocked out, yeah, it won't affect how he gets voted, but uh, it, it would be a bit of a, a knock on him, I guess, on his resume. But, yeah, it wouldn't affect his Coach of the Year status uh, this season. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, like, when it comes to Nurse, I, like I said, I think everything I've seen thus far was for the combination of last year into this in this short preseason. I've liked what I've seen. I, I think that when it comes to how he manages his players, how he communicates with his players, you know, the intangibles don't really get talked about enough. Like, yes, we're we joke about him playing guitar because it's funny and it's like weird to see a coach do that. <laughs> That's sort of in like the, the Joe Madden territory in baseball, but when a it little. comes, yeah, just, just a little bit. But when it comes to nurse, like he, he addresses like the elephants in the room. Like he, he wants everything out on the table he wants everything to be out there so there's no tension and i think that is important especially when you're dealing with a group of guys that play together for 80 plus games how long uh, throughout the year are they together like obviously tensions arise we're all human beings and i like how nick nurse seems to have a handle on that and i think that goes a long way in terms of how you manage the players and how you build chemistry on your team i think that is so important and i don't know that it gets talked about enough yeah, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And uh, I think what we're going to see this year is more of those, uh, I wouldn't say trick plays, but I think with the roster that he currently has, and, you know, I think we saw it last year. I mean, just to add on my point earlier about how he coached in the absence when, when, uh, of, of Kawhi Leonard is that the offense looked like it flowed a whole lot better mm. with Kawhi. It's like Toronto had two separate offenses. One that was Kawhi-led, a lot of iso ball. Not a whole lot, but there was more iso ball than, than what we're used to. And then this very pass-friendly offense that we saw on Friday. And that looked beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting all those open threes and whatever. Like, that's, that's what I was looking forward, forward to seeing. And when we saw that on Friday, I was like, this is, this is what we're going to see all year. And we're just starting to tap into Nick Nurse's coaching potential here. And he now has a full season with Mark Gasol and, Mar and uh, running the point. And I I'm just over the moon excited about where this is going. Yeah, there was this one sequence in, uh, in the last preseason game. Uh, I forget what quarter it was. It might have been the second quarter, but it was OG at the top, right in the corner of the three. And... Gasol passed it to him. He got the ball. He noticed Gasol was wide open, dished it right back to him, and they sort of went back and forth for an open look. I, that just shows, like, the unselfish nature that this team has been, like, embedded in. It, it's ingrained into their DNA, and I think that is super important. And, and I, you're right, the ball movement, if, if that's what we're in store for this season, it's going to be nice. 
Like the the unselfish basketball, the looks, especially from Kyle Lowry, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm hoping those assist totals stay up a little bit. I don't really anticipate it, but it'd be really nice if you see that sort of ball movement, um, uh, like we saw without Kawhi on the floor. So, uh, do you guys want to hit on anything else when it comes to Nick Nurse? Um, he's got to drop an album. He's got to drop an album. <laughs> That's all it is. Just the 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 ball movement is is great. Like when it was happening last year in the postseason even with Kawhi or when he was benched, whichever, it was beautiful. And that's when we were doing so well. So to, to see that carry on with the pieces that we have, and we have some pretty, pretty adaptable players, especially ones that are great with great passing ability. You know, you've got Lowry, you've got Gasol, Siakam, who knows how to like run through players like a river. Like, yeah, let's get that ball movement going. It's going to be beautiful. We could do anything, but yes, if we get eliminated early, that's enough time, Nick Nurse. Record an album. You've got a couple months. So, <laughs> Put we're it on counting on you. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take another quick ba- break. But before we do, I got to talk to you about one of our newest sponsors, CBS Sports HQ. It's a brand new sp- uh, streaming sports news network, absolutely free. It's live 24 7, costs you nothing. Free sports coverage always always you don't even need a login you just download and enjoy i love the fantasy advice that cbs sports hq gives to me and it's there for all of your fantasy needs and it benefits me because it makes me able to wipe the floor of the south of the six fantasy basketball league i'm just saying so what are you waiting for you can download the cbs sports hq app on your favorite device whether it's apple tv roku iphone tablet whatever you're using it's there and oh yeah it's free f-r-e-e free no fake debates just sports for real sports fans at a great price of free. You don't even need to have a login or sign up or anything. Just download the CBS Sports app today and watch CBS Sports HQ now. We'll be right back. We're going to preview the upcoming season. Hang tight. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, I know you guys did this on your show, but I really wanted to get this in audio, and I think it would make for a good conversation. I want to predict the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference a little bit. Um, We'll just do top eight, much like you did on your show. Um, Let me run through mine real quick, and then we can have a debate. Like I said, I know you guys already said it on your show, but let me just run through this. Let's start with the East. I got Milwaukee finishing first, Philly finishing second, Toronto finishing third, Indiana finishing fourth, Boston finishing fifth, Brooklyn finishing sixth, Miami seventh, Detroit eighth. Ooh. Detroit eighth. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I like that. I like that. So then what you're saying then is the Magic is not making the playoffs, right? No. 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 I I don't see how they can. They didn't do anything to improve. Thank you. I'm glad we're in agreement. Uh, I guess I'll do my my A quickly. Uh, First, Philadelphia 76ers. Second, Milwaukee. Third, got the Raptors as well. Fourth, the Celtics. Fifth, the Pistons. I have a little bit more faith, I guess. Uh, Sixth, the Pacers. Seven, the Heat, led by Jimmy Butler and just him by himself. And (laughs) eight, I got the Nets. So, yeah, no, I don't have any faith in Orlando this year either. Sorry. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't don't understand. I don't, not that I have faith in them. It's just like they have... uh... 
continuity, I guess. And they and you know what? I'm gonna sneak it in there. I think Marco Fultz has something to prove. I think he can show a little something, something here and there if he has that shot in there. But uh, as a okay, so fan, I have zero faith in that kid. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I know. We totally talked about that, but I don't know. I have a soft spot for Mar uh, Markel Fultz. Sorry, but for my East, I'm gonna go uh, Sixers, Bucks, Pacers, Raptors, Heat, Celtics, Nets. Magic at number eight. Oof. I got faith All in right. them. I got faith in Orlando. Uh, I'm making a change. Oh, oh. really? So it's, been, it's been a couple of days, so I, I think I can make a change because based off of what I've seen and whatever, I'm making a couple of changes. All a right. couple things are staying the same. My top four are still the same. That is Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics. That's my top four. Not changing that. Okay. Um, but I think I'm going to squeeze in a new playoff team here. So from five through eight, I have Miami, Orlando, Indiana, and the Chicago Bulls. What? Oh, oh, did you get that don't hype do trade? Did you listen to Adam's last episode? Don't do it. Bulls? Come on. <laughs> Kevin Cotri is loving this right now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I did this partly for him, but no, no, for real, like, it got to a point where I'm like, no, this whatever he's saying, I'm not going to eat into it. But it must have wore away at me some way because I have them now in the playoffs. You know what it is? And I know we're going to talk about this later. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, a couple of the games that are coming up this week. And mm -hmm. I'm starting to put together, you know, my weekly wrap-up of the games of the week. My first one of the season for Raptors HQ. And the third game this week is against the Bulls. So I started looking at that lineup and I'm like, they're actually not that bad. Maybe not to the to the to the length that Kevin was talking about, but I kind of like the way they're structured. So I'm squeezing them. And this is another thing too, right? The East is a crapshoot. Like anything, yes. anyone below the That's top true. five or six, actually below really, below the top two, it's already going to be a jumbled area there. But specifically below that top six, it can be anyone, really. Like You can make a case for almost any team to kind of squeeze in there because a sub-500 team, a couple of sub-500 teams, are going to be making the playoffs, so why not the Bulls? So I'm throwing them in. Okay, Oof. so if you, if uh, I'm going to do this now, just, just for shits and giggles. If the Bulls make it into the playoffs, even at the eighth seed, I'm going to try and eat a spoonful of cinnamon in front of you guys. Because, oh, like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But now it's recorded. Adam, you are our, our witness. Yeah, and that's a for real thing. I'm going to do it because I don't believe. I love Zach Levine and company, but I don't believe it. Well, hold so on. We'll the, in audio, you said you would try to do it. So, like, that gives you space to sort of, like, yeah, spit it out. out and be like, oh, I couldn't okay, do it. <laughs> if I can't do it, I can't do it because the whole thing is most no, people on Earth can't actually stomach it. And I've tried it before, believe me. I've, I've been stupid before. So. Oh <laughs> It'll be my fourth attempt at doing it because that's usually my go-to for bets like this. There you go. All right. I, I, Bulls, man, that's, that's ballsy. Like, I, I just... Say. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I, I love Levine. I think he's great. I, I think he deserves to be on a better team. And I have a special place for Chris Dunn because he graduated from PC. That's in my neck of the woods. But otherwise, man, I'm just I'm not really seeing it with the Bulls. Like, I do think they're going to improve from last year's win total, but I don't think it's going to be that much. I just think that the East is that crappy mm. that a team like the Bulls can make it in. So but all over that backhanded compliment. Sorry? Over Detroit, though, Drummond and Griffin alone? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely over. I can I can yeah. get that too because I honestly when it comes to Detroit, I don't think that they're going to improve. Not because I have this vendetta against Dwayne Casey, who doesn't think that you know we deserve a championship or doesn't oh, see it in our in our tunnels, right? <laughs> uh, but I also don't think that Blake Griffin's going to play that much. I really don't. I, I I think that they're going to be kind of back off when it comes to his load management because he played injured most of last year and especially in the playoffs too. Yeah. So a lot of it is going to uh, end up to Andre. Um, Andre Drummond. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think the Pistons can make it. If there is a fringe team, I would still pick the Orlando Magic. Uh, Chicago, Chicago, I don't know, man. I really, I love, I'll give you this. I'll give you this, man. Let's try this. When you guys were drafting last week, think of all of the possible sleeper picks that you picked. What did they not include? Sadaransky, Wendell Carter, Laurie Markinen, Thad Young. Like all of those guys are bold. So at least one or two of them are going to jump up. Oh, my gosh. Sound like Kevin. I got to stop talking. <laughs> Let's move on to the West now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here are my top eight for the West. Um, I got Denver finishing first. I got the Clippers finishing second. Houston finishing third. This might be bold, but I love it. Utah finishing fourth. The Warriors finishing fifth. Ooh. The Lakers finishing sixth. San Antonio finishing seventh and the Pelicans finishing eighth. Oh, that that was a nice lineup. Hmm. Hell, they're in. Yeah, I mean the West is so stacked. It's not like the East where it's a it's a crapshoot for different reasons. It's because everybody's going to be getting in as opposed to you know everybody's not qualified enough, so we got to stick some people in <laughs> with the top four teams. But um, for me, I've got the it's going to be around. The same similar teams. Uh, Clippers first, uh, Nuggets second, Rockets third, Blazers fourth. If everybody is healthy, otherwise I feel like they won't make the playoffs. If they're healthy, though, Lakers are fifth. Uh, Warriors are going to be sixth. Spurs seventh. I'm so glad you brought them up, Adam. I'm so oh, yeah. glad you brought up Pop and company. <laughs> and Mavericks eight. I believe in, in Dacic and Porzingis. Very nice. Okay. I like how the West is always just a crapshoot, man. Yes. Yeah. Like there, there's no one's gonna, someone's gonna have either. I know Jay has the Rockets high. I know, I know, uh, like me, me and Dre have the Lakers pretty high too. But it's just, it's, it's everywhere, and I, that's the best part of being or watching it's, the NBA. But it's almost like the East is like the community college, where it's just like, okay, fine, just all <laughs> of you get a degree, and like the West is like the prestigious like private school, where it's like all of these people yeah. are too qualified. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh man! All right, but in my West, I got I got the Clippers uh, number one. I got uh, Nuggets close second, Lakers third, Rockets fourth, Blazers fifth, Warriors sixth, Jazz seventh, and Pelicans number yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Sir. Yes, sir. Surprise, I just drafted Zion it. too. Hey, <laughs> you oh, saw yeah. my fantasy team. <laughs> uh, I am already making another change. I'm making yeah. my West. Addendum <laughs> two. As long as it's not the Kings. Well, what happens when you you know you, you wait a couple of days? You get more time to think about it, right? So that's it. Uh, I got Rockets number one, Nuggets number two, and my my reasoning. If you didn't hear our podcast, the reason why I said the Rockets were number one uh, is because they're they they can between Harden and Westbrook, they'll they'll split up their their time and. 
that's built for the regular season. I think they'll be fine in the regular season. We're not talking about the playoffs, though. So Rockets number one, Nuggets two, Clippers three, Lakers four, Jazz five, Warriors six. The Mavericks move up to seven. I had them eight Ooh. previously. And I'm bumping out the Thunder because I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I, I think I've, I, you guys have won me over, and I'm putting the Pelicans in there at number eight. Woo! Yeah, they're going to be Pelican good. Hype train. Yeah, I think now, look, I'm not expecting giant leads from, from Ball at all, but I think the, the pressure is off of him. And when he's in like a low market team like New Orleans, it's not like the lights are going to be all over him. They're already talking about the chemistry that he's already developing with the team. I think the Pelicans are going to be pretty good. And it baffles me that no one else besides besides myself and Dre picked San Antonio. How do you not pick yes. San Antonio to make the postseason? No love for the Spurs this year. This is the year. No love for them. Oh, come <laughs> on. Come on. It's, the Spurs are basically ra- diet Raptors at this point. Like, at least just for that reason alone, show them some love. <laughs> The Spurs and Blazers are kind of in the same boat as I am. They're always going to be like, eh, I don't know if they're going to make because they're kind of the same teams, but they always make it somehow. So, but I, I, I want to see, I want to see uh, the Pelicans in there, man. I want to see basically what Zion does, honestly, honestly speaking. I, I'm like, excited he, for the Pelicans as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's there's too much excitement going on. Like you got the Nuggets who are are so so freaking good. People are sleeping on the Jazz for sure. For and sure. And I, I guess the Rockets. The there's a hype train for the Rockets. The Spurs, man. Spurs is just like that old news, you know, that you don't you're you, you're so over it, man. And I I want to see some new blood. I want to see some Zion. I want to see some Jamal Murray and, and Jokic. You know what I mean? So I don't like I'm I'm not I'm not shitting on the Spurs at all. They're amazing still. I just want to see some new blood. We get and imagine what happens if, and you know, Dre, Dre has mentioned this a couple of times before, but we know that Antonio, uh, sorry, Anthony Davis is like Mr. Glass. So yeah. even when he gets injured, imagine like how poetic it would be for the Lakers to be without Anthony Davis and the Pelicans to make it into the playoffs or make it further than yes. Anthony Davis. Yes. So I think there's something poetic about that. Oh, like justice. It's kind of like when the Nationals waited to the World Series without Bryce Harper, right? That's it. Oh, Same thing. Same thing. Pew, 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 pew. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, the Pelicans are going to be a nice surprise, and we sort of glanced on this too. The Jazz, man. I think, you know, the Jazz made a lot of their moves early in the offseason. They are not being talked about enough. I think they're going to be pretty threatening. In fact, I have them at four. It wouldn't surprise me if they finish in the three-hole. I think they're that good. I, I agree with you. Um, I will have I will speak about them a lot more come playoff time because regular season is, is regular season. Just kind of get out of it healthy. We we saw that with the Raptors. We've seen that with with the LeBron Cavs, with the Jazz. Yeah, I'm very excited for them in the playoffs that they can kind of exercise a, a bit of some demons there. Uh, I see them making the conference finals, so I, I'm excited about Utah Ooh. this year. Oh, I, I mean, that. I. Did- I didn't even include them, but that's only because there's only so many teams in the West to include. I would love to see the Jazz do well. They're very by the book. The offseason movement was fantastic for them. Plus, they've got some really great vet presence that that they honestly needed. They've got some young blood and some veterans there now. It's They could be fantastic. I know I didn't include them, but if they did well, I would love it. I think it would be great. They're bringing back those old school jerseys too with the mountains and stuff. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, Jay, you said, uh, you know, you don't want to pay attention too much to them in the regular season. Let's talk about the regular season. We can wrap this up. It's finally here. I get to put the polls back on Twitter as, you know, who's going to win tonight's oh, game. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Here we go. We got Tuesday opening night against New Orleans, Friday at Boston, my neck of the woods, and then Saturday, Chicago. So they're opening up the season with the back-to-back already. This is just fucking fantastic. So let's just go Jason, Jay, and then Dre. Tuesday, Friday, right. Saturday. What do you got? <laughs> uh, I'm going to make this quick. Win, win, win. Oh. <laughs> Boom. All you do is win, 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 no matter that's what. All, that's all it is. Those rings are going to give some sort of superpower to those Raptors, and then boom, we're going to start off. I'm I'm saying we're going to start off maybe four and five and zero in the season, but wow. come on, easy, easy. No Zion. Uh, you got what? Kemba led Boston, and then uh, for some odd reason, hype train on Chicago. Sorry, win win win. Not from me. <laughs> uh, I I will also go win 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 uh, with a little bit of analysis here. Uh, this is just a preview <laughs> of what I'm going to be publishing tomorrow for Raptors HQ. Sure. Uh, the Raptors have won their ever since Masai became VP uh, or, or GM of the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors have opened the season at home and have won at home for seven consecutive seasons. Oh, sorry, six consecutive seasons. This will be seven. Uh, with the Celtics, uh, the winner of Boston and Toronto has been the home team for the last. I believe it's seven straight meetings. So yeah. we'll make that eight. Uh, and then for the Bulls, the Raptors have won the last 11 consecutive games against the Bulls. So <laughs> it's a pretty easy week, and it's good to be champs. So win, win, win. Remember when we couldn't beat the Bulls? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's because they had some excellent players. Now they, I mean, anyway. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big of what I wrote about the Bulls, how like they had the weirdest rivalry where it was yeah. like the Raptors won seven in a row, then the Bulls immediately won 11 in a row, then yeah. the, the Raptors won 16 in a row. It's ridiculous. Just check out my column in the morning. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. For, for, for me, I'm going a win against, uh, against New Orleans. Uh, like Zion's not there. I think the team's still going to try to figure out all of their pieces. The Raptors, they've got this. You know, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a win against Chicago as well because it's it's Chicago. Um, need I say more? I'm going to be a contrarian <laughs> and actually, for some reason, say a loss against Boston. I think Boston is I, – I don't think they're going to be a fantastic team this year, but I think in terms of both teams making adjustments, trading Kyrie for Kemba is a little bit less of a drop-off than having to fill in Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard shoes. So I think it, it might be a close one and Boston might just like get a couple of points over, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors won. I'm just, I'm just trying to offer a different viewpoint here, but otherwise uh, three wins in a row would not surprise me. Sorry. I need to clarify uh, my Boston pick because Dre hit it on the head in terms of what they've actually done. Um, my pick is still that the Raptors will beat Boston, but I think I was a little bit incorrect in my stat because my stat was that the home team has won the last seven in a row. Right. But it's Boston that's hosting it. But my reason for still going against that, I'm basically saying that streak ends because, you know, Dre kind of said it already. It's like, who have they really, have they really gotten better? I don't think so. They basically re- replaced 
uh, a great offensive player with defensive limitations with another offensive great player with defensive limitations. <laughs> They've replaced an all-NBA, all-defensive <laughs> so forward in Al Horford. They've replaced him with Ennis Cantor. So, yeah. sorry, Boston. That streak ends. The home team is going to lose this one. Uh, there you go. All right, Dre. Uh, I'm in lockstep with you. I got them beating New Orleans on Tuesday. I think you know with the power of the rings, like Captain Planet, they're gonna they're gonna take that one no problem. I got them taking an L in Boston. You know, like is this the second year in a row that they played Boston game two? Because um, I I I'm pretty sh- I don't know if they did it three years in a row, but they definitely did it last year. Um, I got them taking an L in Boston. I don't know if they're going to continue like a load management schedule with maybe Kyle and or Gasol. So maybe that would work into their disadvantage. Um, so I'm going to call that one an L Saturday at Chicago. They're going to win that. I don't come on they're I don't yeah. believe in the Bulls. They're going to be. They're going to win that. The only one that is, you know, sort of threatening is Boston out of the three. I think we can all agree on that. And Kemba is known to be a Raptor killer, too. Yeah. Like right. even in his time in Charlotte, like somehow, some way, Kemba, and you know, with that Jeremy Lamb uh, uh, half court heaves all the time, but like Kemba has always killed the Raptors, so I can see that. I just, I just want to start off this championship win with run with a win, win, win start the season because let's let's be real. Uh, I I didn't bring this up before, but like this this season is so good for the Raptors uh, players and staff because you know they're champs. This is everything they've they've loved right but for anyone who for the fans fans point of view who's not like a raptors fan they're waiting they're waiting for that slight chance for them to say i told you so the raptors aren't shit without Kawhi and danny and blah 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 it's gonna it's gonna happen the whole year until we you know surprise a whole bunch of people and make it to the conference finals maybe but it's it's i know it's gonna happen we just i want to make sure that we're uh in the start the season like on fire because people are going to be like, oh damn, Siakam is the number one option. Oh damn, Fred Lee wasn't a fluke, you know. So these are the type of reasons why I want to start off quick. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, <clears throat> you know, we're we're the finally we're in unfamiliar territory where we're walking in as the champs, and if we didn't already have like some sort of a mockery target on our backs. We have a legitimate target on our backs as champions. So, you know, it's sort of amplified because the Raptors never get any respect when it comes to, you know, predictions, when it comes to where they'll finish or whatever. Um, Still. Yeah, still, even as champions, still. So, you know, I did, however, see, I think I retweeted it, that um, some betting odds have the Raptors and the Clippers at both 6% to win the championship with the Celtics at 3%. So that made me happy. Um, but, but otherwise, um, that's all I got. We went a little bit over an hour. Um, this has been great. I am so excited for the season to start. I Walking in as champions, like I said, it's unfamiliar territory. I don't really know how to carry myself. I don't really know how to express myself. I'm sure it's going to be obnoxious at work, and I'm going to annoy a lot of people, but I don't care. We're champions. So, um, look, you guys know the deal. This is your time to shine. Promote any and everything you have going on, anything. Your Twitter's everything. We'll go Dre, Jay, and Jason. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, first off, thank you so much for having us. Uh- uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. I run a film, editorial, and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. I'm currently reviewing every best picture every single day. 
um, the good, the bad, and the god awful, uh, which there are some. <laughs> and uh, I also have a reader's poll for you to decide what the favorite film of the decade is by you readers. So please send in your submissions. There's still time. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Rosalisaurus on Twitter, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Find all my writing on Raptors HQ. As mentioned earlier, uh, I've got a weekly call-in that goes out every Monday morning, uh, starting this, starting tomorrow, with called the wrap-up, which is basically just a look at the games of the week, of the starting from Monday all the way through to Sunday. So look out for the first one of the season uh, in the morning. And yeah, that's where you can find me. How about you, Jay? Nice, man. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to second all these guys and thank you, Adam. You've been with us since the beginning. We are pretty new this is going to be our second year, second season with the Raptors. And you've been doing this for God knows how long and you're <laughs> the veteran that we look up to. So we honestly, we thank you so much for always giving us love and yeah, but you can find us at That's a Rap Pod. It's mostly me who's tweeting, but sometimes it's Jay and Dre because they're a lot smarter than I am. So I give well, them the, the reins. Uh, but you that. can find us there mostly <laughs> and make sure to search us up at Raptors HQ because that's our home base. But yeah, man, like again, Jay is going to be at that game. So, Jay, you have to make sure to, you know, kind of steal one from a baby or something and then send it to Adam. <laughs> Please. He deserves it. It's a choking hazard for a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. We're just kind of okay, saving right? them. Let's be Snatch real. Snatch that ring and say, no, you can't have this. What are you, crazy? Call <laughs> yeah. <DCYF>. yeah. <laughs> Look at the parents like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You like, like DeMarcus Cousins trying to snatch a ring. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, there it is. Uh, or the parents will be like, oh, you know what? That's actually kind of true. You just saved our baby's life. And now you're, you're super yeah. bad, so. Um, now you have like four and you can send it to all of us, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, all right, guys. Well, look, New Year is here. It's going to be awesome. The season's going to be great. I am anticipating this a little bit more than last year just because of the question marks and the unknown. I don't know if you guys feel the same. But this is going to be awesome. Um, all the links to all your Twitters, the podcast link to subscribe, the Raptors HQ link with Jay, your bio will be right there. All of it in the description of the show. All you got to do is click. Everything's right there. So I highly recommend subscribing to the show. And guys, happy new year. Let's get this started. Let's go. Happy new year. Happy Thank new you for having us. Happy new year. The season's here, folks. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Jays and Raptors.